disturbing from my slumber. I am the eternal dragon. Now make your first wish. Your wish has been granted. Here is your host, Tim Bridgewater. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to episode 48 of Rock the Dragon, a Dragon Ball Super Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Bridgewater. Once again, always a quick little reminder, if you happen to enjoy the sound of my voice for some reason, <laughs> make sure you check out my other two podcasts. One of those was called Geekly Dose. We talked about geek shit. Uh, the other one, Republic City Reporter Legend of Korra podcast. If you happen to watch Legend of Korra, make sure you check those out. They're up. They're a little bit old, but they're still relevant. Man, it is time. It is. We're, this is exciting. I, I, I don't know if I've been this excited since Dragon Ball Super started. And I have a, I have a strong feeling that most of you guys feel that way too. Uh, we have now jumped into what I believe is being referred to as the Future Trunks saga. I could be wrong about that, but that certainly seems like <laughs> what it would be. Uh, obviously, episode 47 was pretty exciting as we um, got to spend a little time in Trunks' time, as well as our first introduction to Goku Black, which is, of course, a character that uh, even if you only watch the English dub, you have probably have seen and heard about for a long time. Uh, obviously, the Japanese dub cover, covered this arc a very long time ago, so it's very hard to avoid spoilers and things such as that. Um, but now we're here, and now it's time to get to some really good stuff. I'm really excited about what's going on right now. Uh, as always, I would love to know your thoughts and opinions, though. We have an email segment called What Are You Saying? So if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or you just want to share your, your, your general excitement for the new arc and everything that's happening right now on the show, you can send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Also, please, please, please take a moment. Head over to facebook.com slash rockthedragonpodcast. Make sure you like that page. I mentioned this before, every now and then, something cool might pop up on that page. Those of you who have already liked it have probably already seen this. Of course, Dragon Ball Fighters came out this past Friday, January 26th. Once again, Dragon Ball Fighters is the new fighter, uh, new video game, uh, PS4, uh, PC, as well as Xbox One. Uh, yeah, that game came out and, and I obviously pre-ordered it back on, um, episode 33 of the podcast. I did a review of the closed beta and I kind of talked about my general excitements for it. Just a short version of that is that I really liked what I saw. Obviously it wasn't polished. It wasn't finished because it was a beta. <laughs> okay. But that was however many weeks ago game is now out. I pre-ordered the collector's edition of the game and as a bonus to all my wonderful rock the dragon podcast listeners i made a video of <clears throat> the unboxing of that collector's edition so if you would like to see a video of me going through the whole box and talking about everything that's included in it in detail as well as getting to see some close-up shots of everything that came with it which of course included this inc incredible manga dimensions uh goku statue you can see that video over on facebook Okay, so like the page while you're there and there's much more stuff like that to come. So thank you guys for being so super supportive and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you said you wanted to see more video in 2018. So here we go. You know, we're not even a full month into the year and I've already given you a video. Okay, so head over there and give that page a like. That would be incredible. Uh, I don't have any new reviews 
for this episode to read. But as always, if you are enjoying yourself, please leave me a rating and or review over on iTunes. Um, It's pretty simple to do, pretty easy. Ask anyone else who's done it. So if you get a free moment, make sure you head over there and do that. That being said, we're going to go ahead and transition to the email segment course called what are you saying uh send me an email at rock the dragon podcast at gmail.com or you can send me a message over at facebook.com slash rock the dragon podcast here i do have a message from steven steven awesome to hear from you man one of my longtime listeners uh, it's always nice to know you guys are still listening and that you're doing well steven writes hey tim i'm back in the dragon ball fold between the holidays and getting married i fell behind again but i'm all caught up in oh man I'm so excited. Like you, Future Trunks was my favorite DBZ character, and I'm so happy to see him back. While I agree that Super comes across silly from time to time, I appreciate the risks and that they've, uh, I appreciate the risks that they've been taking, i.e. the Super Dragon Balls and the multiverse. My theory about Black is that maybe he's a Goku fusion going wrong. That would be wild. Once again, keep up the great work. Steven, Thank you so much, man. As I uh, said in the message, congratulations on the wedding. That's obviously a big deal. (laughs) So, you know, I forgive you for falling off the show and the podcast for a little bit, but I'm glad you're back as always. Uh, Let's talk about your theory here for a little bit. Obviously, um, Goku Black does have one earring. And obviously in the past, we've learned that earrings typically have something to do with the Kai's and or fusions and especially the fact that he's only wearing one of them that really lends to this idea of fusion because if you remember with that sort of fusion one person would wear one earring on one ear and then the other person would wear the other earring on their other ear and then they would just fuse together so i think it's safe to assume that goku black is some sort of a result of something involving fusion um I don't know the extent of what how Goku himself would be involved in this because obviously Goku has been dead for however many years in Future Trunks' timeline. Uh, so I, I mean, I honestly don't know. I don't even, I can't even really formulate a theory <laughs> of where he could have come from. And the thing about that is, is that, well, this is the Dragon Ball world and they could just always make up a completely new reason for something that doesn't even necessarily tie into anything they've already established in the world because, well, that wouldn't be the first time that they've done that. So, uh, I don't know. Very interested to see why he looks like Goku and sounds like Goku, but he's obviously not right. So, uh, I guess any theory is possible from this point on. And, uh, I'm sure we'll find out soon enough. Steven, thanks as always for sending me a message, man. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for listening as always. Okay. So with that being said, I mean, let's just go ahead and jump into the episode talk for the week. Of course, this episode of Rock the Dragon Podcast, episode 48, is going to cover episode 48 of Dragon Ball Super, titled Hope Redux, Awaken in the Present Trunks. Okay, well, you know, as the spoilerific title sort of go, obviously, (laughs) obviously at some point in this episode, uh, Trunks is going to awaken in the present because they pretty much tell us that. Uh, The question is, will there be some exciting shit that happens up until that point? The answer is yes. There's been no secret that I've, I'm a major Future Trunks fan, and I really talked a lot about this in episode 47, but I really think one of the best moves, if not the best move that they have done so far in Dragon Ball Super to get this show back on track is reintroducing Future Trunks, because along with him comes 
uh, seriousness because every time he comes around, you know he's only going to go back in the past if shit is getting real. Obviously, shit is getting real. His timeline, uh, last episode we left off, Mai was just apparently killed, quote-unquote. Once again, I'm not entirely convinced that she's dead because it just seems like a wasted opportunity to sort of introduce this new character. Of course, she's not completely new, but this version of future Mai is new. And hell, she seems, I like her already, be kind of a dumb idea to get rid of a character just that quickly. But, you know, I guess we'll see what happens. So the episode pretty much takes off with the, uh, picks up with the, the last one left off at. We've got future trunks, Goku Black kind of standing across from one another. Um, I find it very interesting that throughout this conversation, Goku Black constantly sort of refers to trunks as a Saiyan. Um, I don't think that that's a coincidence. I think that that is going to somehow tie into his origin. Um, he obviously does not identify himself as a Saiyan. So I think that that says something about what he is. Like, if I had to make an assumption here in his perspective, he probably doesn't even know who Goku is. He may just be a being that just looks like Goku, but he doesn't really know who Goku is or doesn't remember him or something like that. Um, obviously, that's just a, a random theory because I think if he did, then he would probably identify himself as a Saiyan if he felt that he was closely tied to Goku. But uh, this is just a lot of random weird speculation. I, obviously, I could be completely wrong because I don't know. <laughs> but I just I don't think it's a coincidence that he's he's calling him a Saiyan. That says a lot about that character. It says that he knows about the Saiyan race. So that could say that could mean that he has some kind of a history or he maybe has the memories of one of the other characters, because at this point in their timeline, uh, let's see. Trunks is pretty much the only Saiyan left. Right. Um so if Trunks himself didn't tell him about it, how else would he have known? You know, so that, I think that says something about the character of Goku Black, whatever he is, he is something from the past or he's a he has the thoughts of another character or something like that. I'm just trying to kind of analyze this guy because, well, I don't know anything about him. <laughs> but so, you know, we get a little back and forth conversation between them and uh Trunks gets pissed, right? Because Mai has apparently been killed in front of him. They kind of, he kind of he powers up. Uh, incredible voice acting here. I missed Eric Vale so much. I can't even begin to explain <laughs> that. Of course, is the uh, voice he does the voice of of uh, Future Trunks. Um, he hasn't lost a step whatsoever. Even Goku Black's voice I like. Uh, I think um, I'm not. I forget. I'm sorry. I don't remember exactly who it was that wrote in on the last episode and said it, it may have been Brent. Uh, that didn't really like Goku Black's voice. Now that I've gotten to hear more of it, I have to say I, I do like it. Uh, I do. At first, I was like, well, it just kind of sounds like Super Saiyan 3 Goku. But hearing him talk more so during this episode, I do notice more of a difference. So uh, I do like it. So, yeah, we do get a moment where Trunks powers up the Super Saiyan. Always nice to see that. You know, the forgotten Super Saiyan form, you know, uh, with all this Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan Blue stuff, it's nice to just see a traditional sort of Super Saiyan uh, form show up again with Trunks. So I like that. I like that we got to see that even if it was for a brief moment. We get some cool sort of return um, 
combat here between the two of them. There's even a moment where just when I was calling Trunks' sword useless, it finds a good reason to use it during this fight. Okay, so there's a there's a moment where Goku Black is about to seriously hit him with some sort of black death ball sort of attack. Uh, he throws the sword at him, sort of distracts him with it for a second. Hits him with a Masenko. So, <clears throat> uh, very nice reference there. You know, obviously, Mas the Masenko Aha was one of Gohan's techniques. And of course, Trunks's master, future Trunks's master was Gohan. So, it it's nice little sort of Easter eggs like that where they don't even have to tell you directly that it's an easter egg or that it's a reference you know dragon ball fans will immediately realize oh cool man that was one of gohan's attacks gohan trained him it's always nice to kind of plant little seeds like that in there because it just makes your universe feel more cohesive i think and they've been getting better about that you know once again on the last episode i realized that that little blue uh energy sort of substance that boma that may have been the episode before last uh, <clears throat> was working on in the present was the same one that showed up in the future so it's like little things like that can really like go a long way storyline wise Dragon Ball is not really known for that so it's nice to see new sort of thematic elements like that sort of popping up and being utilized in a way that they haven't really done before so I appreciate that he basically uses the Masenko to distract Goku Black just long enough so he can get inside of Capsule Corp get inside the time machine and get it started up because obviously we know that the entire point of this is that he's trying to get back to the past. Now, what we don't know is exactly what his plan is when he gets there. Now, I was on the impression, and this will likely still happen, but that Goku Black is going to end up in the past as well. I mean, he can't just stay in the future by himself. <laughs> you know, he has to be the villain. The question is, is he going to go to the past or are the other characters going to come to the future somehow? I think it's much more likely he'll end up in the past somehow. I was thinking that at some point during this time machine liftoff with Trunks launching into the air that Goku Black would maybe shoot over at the very last second toward him, get caught up in the 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 the, the, the tear in time and then end up back there with him. But that didn't happen. It didn't happen. Trunks goes up, disappears right in the nick of time, right before he gets hit by a blast. And then Goku Black is just kind of sitting there saying, hey. Well, he disappeared. Where'd he go? He uses this ability that he apparently has to sense where people are exactly. And he can tell that Trunks is not even there anymore. And he's standing there in shock. Okay. Um, but obviously we have yet to see the full reach of his powers. So, you know, I think it's safe to assume that somehow he's still going to end up finding him. And then we kind of go to Trunks in the uh, in the time machine. He has a couple flashbacks, just kind of reminding him of the importance of getting back to the past. He's sort of like, you know, reminiscing about the sacrifices that people have made in order to uh, for this to happen. So he knows that he's doing well. And at this point, he is on the you know, he's sort of under the impression that he's doing a one way trip, um, which I can't help but wonder now. It's like, man. I, Trump, first of all, Trunks is not a coward, so he would never do this. But I, I have to, you know, I would have to wonder if he ever actually considered just staying in the past. <laughs> you know, it's like, wait a minute, man. Like, OK, so your mom's dead. I mean, she was your main reason for going back to that time, which I completely understood. 
and now you're under the impression that Mai is dead. Hell, man, just let Goku Black just just run that timeline. Is there anyone even left in that world now? Obviously, there is, uh, which is why he feels like he has to go back. And of course, he doesn't want to let down all of the people who once again sacrificed himself. But it's just one of those random, you know, sacrifice themselves. Just one of those sort of random things that I just kind of thought about. Now, just when you thought this episode was going to be fucking amazing, it takes a turn for the worst <laughs> by going back to the present time. And, and uh, we see the Emperor peel off and crew are back yet again. And uh, I mean, a lot of this shit is really confusing because not only do I think we've I don't think we've ever actually seen little trunks in school before. So that itself is a little jarring to see. But not only is he in school, uh the Pilaf crew are there with him. So they're sitting down and they're like, I, I guess, it's, you know, he's obviously being homeschooled because, well, they're, they're filthy rich. So why not? Uh, and, they, you know, there's a teacher like teaching a class. But then in the next, the, they, they cut to another shot and Pilaf is on a TV screen. It was just really confusing. I'm like, I don't I don't know what the hell <laughs> is even going on right now. Why is Pilaf in class with trunks? I mean, I. I can't understand like in in what scenario they would be okay with Emperor Pilaf like attending school with trunks. Uh and and honestly, we don't really get a good explanation of it and I'm just probably more convinced than ever now that most of this Pilaf stuff is just to show us uh Trunks and Mai's relationship developing as kids so that we can kind of have a better understanding of how in the future they became so close. So they're just, yeah, they're just, it's kind of like showing these two parallels. It's like future trunks and future Mai were really close. And now present trunks and present Mai are becoming that way too. So in that way, I guess it's kind of cool. Um, but just get rid of Pilaf. We can keep Mai. <laughs> we can keep Mai. We can even keep Shu to some extent, but Pilaf needs to fucking get out of here, man. Um, but whatever. I mean, they're finding a way to include them in stuff without it just being one of their little silly side adventures. So I at least appreciate that, that they're actually kind of involved with what's going on in the main storyline here. So uh, they're all outside kind of having lunch and Trunks kind of senses something. And this is where future Trunks shows up in the present. Super cool idea, I think, to have uh, present Trunks discover be the first one to find him because he's super confused they obviously never told him about future trunks i could see why that'd be super confusing and probably devastating for a little kid to hear <clears throat> so clearly he doesn't know about the existence of his future self coming back to fight cell and the androids uh, obviously he was a baby when all that stuff was going on so why how would he know that but i like this sequence because he flies up to the ship uh, he looks in, he realizes there is a guy in there and, you know, the teacher kind of points out the fact that, hey, you know, there's a capsule corp logo on this thing. And he's and, and Trunks is like, I didn't even realize we made ships like this. I like that. I, I like the way all of this is kind of unfolding. Um, and so they run to get Bulma. Bulma kind of shoots out on this like hovering Segway sort of thing, which I really like, too. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think we've seen one of those in Dragon Ball before. So it's nice to just be creative and say, hey, what's something new that Bulma could use to get around really quickly on? Um, so I thought that that was cool. I mean, I just I thought the, the shot of her just kind of going around the hallway just actually looked really good. So she goes to the ship 
um, they she finds out that it's future trunks in the ship. Now, what's a little bit weird here, and obviously it's going to be something that they're probably not going to address, um, is that she says, "Hey, does is, does the pilot have blue hair?" And little trunks is like, "Yeah, he does." Well, future trunks didn't have blue hair before, <laughs> so it makes less sense that she would ask that question. Now, obviously they are going to pretend that future trunks hair was blue the entire time you know i was hoping that there was some kind of story related explanation as to why his hair is now blue uh, dispo wrote in and told me hey it's definitely just a character design sort of a thing and i was like man i i feel like that's probably what it is but i it's i don't like that um that idea really i don't i don't think that that's a cool i don't i don't understand why they would have just done that for no reason i mean it almost seems like they only did it just so he didn't look exactly like present trunks so that these scenes that follow after where present trunks kid trunks is looking at him they can say oh he looks a lot like you trunks but like without them having to say wow he's like the splitting image of you I don't know. It's just kind of weird. <laughs> it's kind of weird because now his hair pretty much matches with Boma's, but little Trunks' hair is still purple. I don't know. Like I, I just don't. I don't understand like what the decision-making process was for that. You know, from a character design perspective. I mean, I think he looks fine with blue hair, but I prefer the purple hair. I mean, why just change the color of his hair for no reason, and, but then not change little Trunks' hair color too? Um, you know, it's the same character. So we're looking at the same character, but their hair is not the same color. I, I, I just, I don't get it. <laughs> don't get, okay, whatever. I mean, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to beat that to death. Um, but basically what happens here is that Boma realizes that she needs to get Vegeta to come back. Okay. That's the first person she wants to call. Obviously makes sense. Uh, that's Vegeta's son. She wants to let Vegeta know that future trunks is back. And, uh, you know, obviously there was a, some sort of a bonding moment when future trunks was here last time he and Vegeta spent all that time in hyperbolic time chamber together. They fought cell. We saw his reaction whenever he, we got that whole shot through his chest, how Vegeta reacted to all of that. Um, so of course he would want to know now where, where's Vegeta? Vegeta's on Beerus's planet, uh, along with Goku. And so she manages to pull out this little device that she has and that she can use it to get in touch with Whis. She lets Vegeta know that future trunks is back. Uh, Goku's there as well. She happens to ask Goku if he has any sensu beans. Cause at this point trunks needs some assistance. Uh, I think this would have been a cool opportunity to get one of the other characters involved. Like, you know, the characters that we don't spend much time with anymore. Uh, it didn't have to be Goku. He didn't have to be the one to go get those sensu beans. I mean, it would have been a good opportunity to get Krillin to do something to get him involved in the story or even Gohan <laughs> at this matter. At this point in time, it's like, OK, you know, we're going to get Goku to do it. Meanwhile, he's on another planet. There are people much closer <laughs> to them than Goku at this point. Now, obviously Goku has instant transmission so he can be faster about it. But, you know, I, I don't know. Like he almost wasn't even able to, to, to make it back using instant transmission because he couldn't lock on any person's uh, energy at Korin's uh, tower. 
So they have to ask little trunks to go out and power up just so he can lock on to that. Well, by the time you do all that shit, Krillin or Yamcha or someone could have flown up and gotten the freaking sensu beans, right? I mean, yeah, but I, I just think from a story perspective, it would have been a good opportunity to get one of those other characters involved because we don't spend any time with them anymore. Perfect opportunity to get Krillin in here and get him involved. Gohan, get him involved. But no, we're going to find yet another way to force Goku into the freaking storyline at this point um so yeah you know eventually you know they little trunks powers up he locks on to the power they end up on earth uh they send goku on a mission to get the sensu beans he does that it's nice to see corin and yajirobe again i think this is our first time seeing them in dragon ball super don't quote me on that could be wrong uh, but it's always nice to see those characters so, you know, a little silliness with them doing limbo and all this stuff, you know, typical Dragon Ball stuff. Eventually, Goku makes it back with the Sensu Bean, throws it off to Vegeta. They give it to Trunks. Uh, at this point, everyone's kind of just standing around, just kind of saying, hey, you know, come out of it, wake up. Of course, little Trunks is freaking out because he's hearing them call this character Trunks. <laughs> and I, I, I kind of glaze over this, but there was this sort of theory that pretty much came out of nowhere from Pilaf saying that, oh, uh, did, what, is it the secret love child that your parents had? It's like, what basis did he even have to say that? <laughs> I mean, you know, that's one of the parts of the, the writing that was kind of forced for me. It's like, why would Pilaf be the one to say that? Why would he say that? Like, why would he have any sort of reason to think that there was a love child that Vegeta and Bulma had that Little Trunks didn't know about. So they're kind of thinking, oh, he has a brother. He does look a lot like him. And then they realize, oh, he has the exact same name. So, I mean, of course, we know it's the same character, but then it's like they don't have the same damn hair color. <laughs> I don't understand that. It's just it's just it's creating an inconsistency there that I just don't like. Um, I think it would have been a little bit better if they would have just came up with a reason for him to have blue hair, you know? Okay, but apparently that doesn't happen. Uh, but yeah, so all of that happens and then eventually Trunks wakes up, okay? And of course, uh, Goku is one of the first people that he sees and he kind of has this, this sort of memory sequence where he immediately flashes back to Goku Black and all the things that he did and how he killed Bulma and he killed Mai and he's still sort of out of it so he wakes up and he sees Goku. He's not thinking clearly. He doesn't realize he's even made it to the present successfully. So he's just thinking that it's Goku Black. So he jumps up, tries to attack him. Uh, Goku pretty much just catches his hand because obviously at this point, <laughs> Goku's strength is way beyond future Trunks's as far as we know. So it's not. he's just kind of standing there holding his hand. But obviously everyone's just super confused at what's going on right now. Um, and, and then and then that's it. That's where the episode ends. It ends on a pretty good cliffhanger. Um, you know, well, I guess we'll see what happens. Obviously, you know, future trunks will snap out of it and hopefully explain to everyone as um, what's going on. You know, so that's kind of where we leave it. Uh, awesome episode. I mean, obviously, the peel off stuff is always the worst to me. But even peel off showing up this episode was not enough to ruin it <laughs> i mean just the future trunk stuff and and them just kind of running around and just kind of finding a way to utilize every character at least that was involved in this episode uh 
was pretty cool. So I liked it. Super excited about all this shit. How do you feel about it? What are you saying? Send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Now we are obviously this is episode 48. Uh, very soon, episode 50 will be here. Once again, I will try my hardest to do something special for episode 50. Uh, I don't know for sure right now that I'll be able to pull that off because I will be super busy. I'm even going to be out of town for like a whole week coming up. I mean, that shouldn't really affect when the uh, episode is put up, but as far as me having time to sort of figure out and do something special, I don't know if I'll be able to do that or not. Uh, but, you know, stay tuned anyway. Obviously, like the Facebook page, facebook.com slash rock the dragon podcast. Check out that unboxing video that I did. Uh, I think you guys will really enjoy that. So head over there, give it a like, give it a share, comment, etc. All that good stuff. I think that about does it, guys. This is a quick episode for you because, I mean, well, there's a lot of stuff that happened here. Kind of got into it quick and easy. Didn't have many emails, so this was going to be a little bit shorter. But uh, make sure you get your emails in for next time, all right? So until next time for Rock the Dragon Podcast, I'm Tim Bridgewater, and I'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.